Welcome to the Financial Planning for Canadian Business Owners podcast. You will hear about industry insights with award-winning financial planner and entrepreneur, Jason Pereira. Through the interviews with different experts with their stories and advice, you will learn how you can navigate the challenges of being an entrepreneur, plan for success, and make the most of your business and life. And now, your host, Jason Pereira. Hello and welcome. Today on the podcast, I have John Vaughn founder and owner of Local SEO Search. John is an expert at helping small business owners attract more traffic to their website. And this is definitely one of those podcasts that falls more on practice management and business management than it does on financial planning. But hey, uh, we, can't, we can't do financial planning if we don't have revenue. So this is one way that people can, uh, can increase that. And with that, here's my interview with John. John, thanks for taking the time today. Well, thank you for having me, Jason. I'm excited to be on your show today. John, tell us a little bit about what it is you do. Um, so I started an agency uh, back in 2013, and what I do is I just help small, medium-sized business owners um, become more visible online, in particular search engines uh, such as Google, and really dominate their local niche, right? As a dentist, a lawyer, uh, an accountant, um, you want to be known, uh, visible, and when someone's actually searching, searching or seeking you out. So what we do is position uh, and help business owners become that expert or thought leader uh, digitally. So, all right, quite simply, how like this is not something that's overly easy to understand. There's a lot of small facets to this. So let's talk about um, how we increase that visibility. And I know it's not one thing. So, you know, kind of, I think let's, let's go through like your top five. Like what is the first thing anyone who's got a website needs to know about driving traffic to their website through SEO? Yeah, so um, SEO, there's over 200 signals of what Google's looking for to rank mm -hmm. a website. And for us, um, we look at the five major pillars, right? And I think the first one is pretty straightforward, but it's more common sense, right? Which is run a good business. And running mm -hmm. a good business is more fundamentals, but a lot of business owners don't really start off um, understanding what differentiates themselves, right? Like what is their main focus and goal and vision and core values? What is their competitive advantage? How are they setting themselves apart? What is their service level like? What is their pricing like? All that comes into play about how to run a really good business. So how do you replicate that? If you have a bricks and mortar or a traditional based business to now digital, and so it, it starts off with running a good business, but then transforming it to having a good website so that people understand what makes you uh, different, right? So creating good, con compelling content that actually translates and speaks to the audience members. So building a website is number one, but mm -hmm. understanding that audience. Number two is creating content. And the content piece is more about um, making sure that it speaks to your users, your audience members are actually seeking you out. And the best way to do that is if you've been in business for a couple of years, you probably have the best five or 10 best clients of yours, your ideal type of clients. And once you know who they are, my suggestion would be go out there, have coffee with them, go out, have lunch or dinner with them, speak to them on a more intimate level where you want to uncover everything about them in terms of personality, where they shop, how their behaviors are, what triggered them to use you, what were their determining factors, right? Who did they uh, also search out and what made them decide to go with you, right? Uh -huh. 
map that out, put that in uh, like a, a little content form so that when you have these five or 10 best clients, whatever you put on your website is speaking to those type of people where they shop, how they shop, what's their demographic, you know, what's their profile like. And then in terms of content, answer the questions that they were seeking out, right? So it's not rocket science, but it's very similar to like understanding that avatar of yours, right? Your ideal customer. And what is the type of content that they want to absorb? Is it written content? Is it audio images? Is it videos? And answer them. So on your homepage, you know, let them know what you offer, but speak to them. All the services that you want to really be known for, talk to your customers or active clients on what they really, you know, made you, made them decide to go with you, right? And then, of course, the blog is all about, like, answering specific questions to position yourself as the expert, right? So, Content is very important because that's actually trying to get you more, I guess, as a thought leader, because when you start producing good, well-researched, in-depth answers to your uh, customers' queries, it's going to allow you to be known as someone that knows their stuff, right? So first and foremost, again, the old saying, a lot of ways, content is king. Bottom line is you're putting out reasons why people should work with you. I previously saw a gentleman by the name of, oh, now his name escapes me, Marcus Sheridan speak about, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this book, They Ask, You Answer, but this guy built a startup pool company to the most successful pool company in Syria by a long shot, uh, primarily through content marketing, just basically creating that content to make themselves the authority. So, okay. So essentially you have, um, we, so you take the time, every business owner needs to take the marketing on their website seriously. And this is, this is an interesting issue, right? Because you'll get most websites most websites are bare minimum, right? It's like, I need to have a website. I throw something up there. I put it up there 10 years ago. I forgot about what's up there. Like that is not, how is, how is a stale website going to play out when it comes to search engine optimization? So it's more about the user intent and their expectations today. And if you're not up to par, people are going to bounce off your website. They're not going to stay and there's nothing to attract them to continue uh, seeking out information or gravitate towards that call to action of the call or lead form, right? So what you need to do is produce relevant, well thought out, attractive pieces of information or video content, audio written images, anything to actually get people to stay on your website so they that you are positioned as, as a leader, right? And answer them exactly what they're looking for, right? If it's questions, if it's a service, because that buyer journey, you don't know where they're at in terms of that phase, that buyer journey, right? It could be very early stages, like information gathering. Then it could be navigational, right? Like they're just shopping around. And then when they're ready to buy, they're going to type in like pricing or top or best kind of services or products, right? So you have to figure out how does your content relate to where that customer is throughout that buyer journey. And you need to position yourself as a thought leader, right? So I, I feel content is king, definitely. And focus more about depth as opposed to like just an overview. And yes, you mentioned people kind of overlook their website or content or producing information on the website because they're busy running a business. Marketing that website 
making sure that it's not stale, it's fresh, it actually produces good, relevant information, up to date. That's that's what people expect today, right? And you need to make sure you're investing into your business as opposed to doing that one-time investment five years ago and thinking that that's all you need to do, right? Marketing is an ongoing investment. Yeah, it's funny. When we talk about things like search engine optimization, I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, think that they're going to hire someone to tweak a bunch of stuff in the background and that's going to make their results better. Um, when in actuality, so much of it comes back to the actual you know, basically like what, no, what is actually on your website? Forget the tweaks. What is, what is the core message to your website? What content is there? What's attracting people there? So, uh, okay. So we, we start with content where we go from there. Okay. So let's say I've got decent content. My rankings are showing you. Okay. What do you, what can you do? What's the secret sauce? The, the next, the next big tip, big tip to move things forward. Yeah. So I, I always talked about like having an awesome website and then producing good content. I think number three would be start working on some sort of asset creation. So right now you own your website domain. There's a lot of other asset pieces that you need to own, such as all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google My Business, YouTube, as well as claiming all the directories out there, right? Mm -hmm. So start making sure your brand is recognized across all digital channels, um, not just search, but also social and all the other forms of uh, directories out there, such as Yellow Pages, Yelp, and others, right? So making sure that your profile is established across all the properties. Then number four is very important, which is more about the amplification part, which is- well, Actually, let's just stop for one second. I want to talk about the social thing, okay? So yeah. it's interesting because I actually look at that as there's a couple of things in business that are, that are table stakes, right? Like, I don't think anyone would argue that you need, you don't need a phone number, right? Like a business needs a phone number, right? Like that's a table stakes sort of thing. Right. But I find that depending on the, the person I'm speaking to, they, they, see, we all see things differently to me. You know, people will say things like, well, I, I'm not going to get business off social media, right. Or I, I have social media channels, but I'm not getting any business off it. At the end of the day, something, it's just about visibility, right? Like the reality is, is that if someone gets referred to your business, the first thing they're going to do in most cases is pull out their phone and search for you, right? So to me, these things are table stakes, like just the the desire or the need to have a web presence, like is table stakes, the desire or the need to essentially, or essentially just to exist on social media and have some sort of presence explain what you are. I mean, all these things, like, let's put it this way. Imagine you're, you're, you're referred to two separate businesses and they, you go looking for, for the first one and the first one's got, you know, visible everywhere. Um, you know, website, blog posts, newspaper articles, social media, you can find them anywhere. The second one has a website that hasn't been updated since 1998. Like, like it's, it's an HTML thing. It, it looks gross. It may as well come off of GeoCities. Let's not, you know, like maybe, maybe not that old. Maybe, maybe it's 2008. But the point is, is that which one do you think is taking the business more seriously? Which one are you more likely to give business to? Exactly. I think you made a very valid point. The reason you want to own all your asset pieces is you don't know what the customers, your users, your potential prospects are doing to vet businesses today, right? And they're going to do their due diligence, which is exactly what you mentioned. They're going to check you out. They're going to type in your brand. They're going to check out what 
pieces, contributions, which associations you're part of? Are you a part of Facebook? How active are you? Are, do you have any credibility out there, right? Because people want to see if you're an active business owner, that's probably, it shows a lot about like how engaged you are in terms of your business, right? How active are you blogging? How active are you posting on social? How active are you engaging with comments? All these little things play a big role in the perception of your customers. And that's the most important thing because honestly, if you're busy enough as a business owner, then of course you don't need a digital presence. But in today's day and age, I feel a lot of the people that are um, looking at growing and increasing visibility and expanding, they need a digital presence. You need to ensure that that asset piece of your website and every channel is active, if that makes sense. There are very few business owners I've ever met that said, whoa, 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 whoa. I got too much business. Like I got, I got too much. Like let's, let's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there are definitely the moments where you have, you're lucky enough to have so much new business coming in that maybe you're going to, you know, die of indigestion if you're not careful. But, you know, I have seen very few people in my career that have said, I have enough what I'm doing. I really don't need to solicit anything else. So absolutely. The vast majority of businesses, especially new ones really need to make that kind of effort. Yeah. And uh, it all depends on your stages in terms of your business journey as well, right? Like if you're early stage or mid stage, then of course you want to continue growing or at least sustaining because there's going to be a drop off no matter what stage you're at in terms of your business life cycle. But at the end of the stage, maybe you just want to close shop, right? And you don't want to take on more burden or, you know, stress, right? So I get it. But ultimately it's all about like, Continue being curious, always wanting to improve and get better and understand your customers. And that's what SEO and really digital presence really can offer uh, a business, right? Okay. So right, let's go back to where I detracted you from going earlier, which was amplification. So let's go back to amplification. Talk to me about what that is. Yeah. So the fourth note uh, I want to talk about is um, amplification or letting other people, um, you know, link to your website. And this is really about like backlinking. And I'm just gonna go more basic foundational stuff, which is before the internet, before Google, um, how do these traditional businesses grow, right? They focus on word of mouth referral business. And if you think about that, that's really where a lot of them really, all, all these generational businesses grew, right? And they didn't rely on a lot of advertising. They took over their base. They took care of the customers. They understood what was important to them. And this is very similar to what's going on today, right? Where if you relied on referral word of mouth, now this whole digital space, you can do the same thing. And this is called backlinking because this is how Google indexes your website, right? And the more places people are talking about you, or linking back to your website that is trusted, authoritative, with higher you know, rating score, with organic traffic that is relevant to your business, it's going to help you boost some of your credibility as well, right? So what you're trying to do is get other people's website. So it's all about the relationship play where mm-hmm. you want them to start writing a blog or mentioning you somewhere on their website that will transfer some of that uh, SEO juice, link juice to your website to really help you boost your rankings. 
And that's a very challenging thing for a lot of business owners, right? And backlinking is, you know, the most rewarding aspect of an SEO campaign if done right. But it's also the hardest thing to attract, uh, which is partners and relationships. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so... Absolutely. I mean, like people have to find you in the first place and then find what, you, what you're writing as valuable enough as to basically share with other people through their own channel. So what are some methods for kind of getting those people to buy in or, or for, for creating amplification? Yeah, so there's a couple methods that we really focus on at our agency. The first one is pretty straightforward, which is press release. You go put it on Cision. And you, you have something newsworthy that goes out to the press and hopefully uh, one of the media channels picks it up and you have a link back to your website, right? It's hit and miss. It depends on time, day, newsworthiness, and of course the media channels that will pick it up or not. So that's the first one. The second one, um, we, we do these two as the most uh, frequent one at our agency, which is a link placement, which is an article that has substance already that's ranking, um, that is associated to the niche or the industry that uh, you're in, such as a dentist, for instance. Um, There's association dental magazines or Mm -hmm. articles. Um, You're going to reach out to the contributor or, and, you know, the the person who wrote the article and ask for uh, a link from them, right? Back to your website. Maybe it's a dead link that's already existing or um, embed an additional link on that article to link back to you because it is of substance. So it is a relationship play uh, where you have to reach out to the contributor or the owner of the website that actually wrote the article. And hopefully that will, you know, you have to create some sort of value prop and help them you know, build a relationship, right? Just like anything in business, it takes time, right, to do. It may take weeks, months, years to build that and harvest that. And then the last part, um, the last way I really focus on link building is guest posts, which is you going out to pitch a a content piece on someone else's website um, Uh that would reside on a blog, right? Again, it's a relationship play, which is um, adding value by giving, a piece of content that will help boost their audience members with more engagement. And again, it takes time, but it also helps you once you get that article and link back to your website. So those are the three that we really focus on here at our agency. Interesting. So, all right. Talk to me about like the end result. We do all this and, you know, what kind of uptick are you guys seeing on, on client traffic? And what does that translate to in terms of like a percentage in revenue change? Or do you have those metrics? Uh, so it all depends because, again, we always have to benchmark everything. But most of our clients would see an uptake in any SEO campaign starting in month three or six. Sometimes it may take a couple of years based on the competition level. So for yeah. instance, if you're new and you're a dentist, for instance, in Toronto, there's thousands of dentists that's already established, but been doing SEO for five, 10, 20 years, right? So you have to be realistic as well. And it's not the amount of money that you're about to spend. It's more about like Google expecting you to follow the curve, right? Yeah. Because if all of a sudden you get, you know, thousands of backlinks, it's not, you know, natural, right? You They're wanna, thinking you're hacking the system somehow. 
Exactly. And yeah. that's where you want to stay away from because if you're running a legitimate business, you're either starting your career, you invested a lot of money buying a business. Do you want to really you know, sacrifice all that, right? By trying to trick Google because that's the ultimate place you want to be found at. Um, so I would say follow the rules, play by the rules and make sure that everyone that touches your website or works with you is doing everything on board, right? Above board. But yeah, that's that's my answer for you, Jason. Mm. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about the punitive nature of this. So there are some... There are some uh, dark sides to the SEO world and things you can do that will um, that will make the Google overlords unhappy. Uh, talk to me about what happens, like what what that what those things kind of look like, and what happens when you go offside. Yeah, there there's been a lot of updates in the last I would say ten plus years, right? From trying to prevent uh, backlinks from you know, it's, it's really toxic, right? You can buy PBNs, you can buy different links from different channels. Um, it's not the way you should really go about your business. And then of course, the hiding of content, the link schemes, um, it's all about tricking Google to, to really fast track your ranking, right? The worst end result would be you're blacklisted and you wouldn't be indexed by Google, right? They know that something suspicious is happening why even take that risk, especially if you've spent 20 years in schooling, you spent five, 10 years as an associate or running, you know, going into business, why even take that risk, right? So do everything above board, focus on what matters and really focus on what your customers would expect you to be uh, doing, right? And what they want, because that's what you should really focus on and um, satisfy their user intent, right? Once you do that, everything should really follow um, by organically increasing your ranking. Agreed. So, I mean, yeah, no one wants to be put in the penalty box because the stakes are quite are too damn high, right? So that's what it comes down to. So, uh, John, you, you originally contacted me because you have a certain um, offer going on to help Canadian small business right now. Can you speak to that? Yeah, definitely. I think there's one last point. Uh, so oh, the fifth thing, sorry, I thought we were done. <laughs> yeah, so that was number four. The fifth thing that I do want to touch upon is um, your reputation online. So mm -hmm. that is so critical today because, as you know, if you go online and you go Googling any product or service, the first thing you see is the Google three pack, typically the map. And below that is organic listings. But when you're shopping, you're going to vet people you're going to check the reviews case studies testimonials and if you don't have a good reputation people will see right through you and they're going to judge right and um, they'll know if you're buying fake reviews as well if if you're authentic if you're uh, commenting responding back to real reviews if you're gathering fresh new updated reviews all that matters right so focus on not just google reviews social media reviews, directory reviews, whatever you know your industry is that provides reviews, focus on getting more of those, right? Because people are gonna vet you, they're gonna check you out and not just your website because anyone could put in a testimonial on your own website. Focus on third party websites that are much harder to attain versus just adding reviews on your own website because you have full control on that, right? So that, that's my advice on, in terms of reviews. And okay. then 
I know you mentioned about that um, yeah, yeah. impact initiative. So in October, we started, as you know, during this pandemic, there's a lot of local business owners that have been uh, impacted throughout this uh, COVID uh, pandemic, right? And usually the last couple of years, we've been giving backpacks filled with school items to students, right? Uh, children in need or new to Canada uh, families that uh, need a kickstart to the school year, right? So we would give hundreds of backpacks away uh, filled with school items. This year, unfortunately, we were unable to do that based on, you know, the restrictions. So what we really focus on was uh, helping the small, medium-sized business owners because they've been you know, really impacted really heavily, right? During this pandemic, especially even right now, like Code Red, a lot of this bricks and mortar storefront locations, it's difficult for them to even pay rent, right? So what we've really shifted towards is really help these business owners in the next five years, what we're planning on doing is giving away a hundred SEO campaigns to small, medium-sized business owners, and they are gonna be one-year campaigns each. So um, it's really a full-on campaign that we would take, typically take on um, as new clients uh, would be paying a monthly retainer. It's a full service that we offer from onboarding to uh, the SEO strategy content piece. If you need a website, we'll create it. We have developers, we have graphic designers, we have link builders, we have social media, we have reputation management. The whole thing is helping to make a small difference in the world of local businesses because they've been impacted the most. So in October was our first campaign that we nominated and picked. So we started their campaign already. And, um, you know, we're going to continue picking one to two every month for the next five years. Excellent. Well, I mean, thank you for that. I mean, uh, anyone who's listening to this, how do they uh, basically apply to be one of those lucky potential winners? Yeah, so we'll have this on the show notes. But if you Google Impact Initiative and the company name, I'm sure you can find us. But we'll sh- include it in the show notes. So anyone that is interested, we can. Uh, there's a questionnaire. There's a vetting process. But we're always trying to look for people that resonates with our core values, which is trying to help others, uh, provide you know, more of a philanthropic uh, community type business, because that's what we're all about, right? Uh, Helping one another strive, succeed, and be grateful, because I'm very fortunate to be living in Canada, in the best country in the world, right? And doing something I love, very passionate. And I, I love just helping others that are maybe need just a, a little kickstart because of what's happened, right? And But they have their own issues, right? Like there's a lot of financial burden going on right now for a lot of the local business owners. And it's just a small Absolutely. thing that I can do to really give back. Yep. And that's very generous of you. And I thank you for that. So I uh, encourage any business owners listening to this that could benefit from that, which probably most of you to consider applying for that. I would also say that now I have to remember to go and put them in the show notes. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> all right, John. So thank you very much for your time and for all this guidance. I'm sure, I'm sure people appreciate it. And thank you for helping pull back the veil of what's involved in you know this, this world. And it's, like I said, it's, um, people think it's a lot of witchcraft and code on the back end when really it's all about just basically getting 
content out there and being seen as an authority. Like that's, that's basically it. That will drag business towards you. And uh, you know, you mentioned dentists. One would think that, you know, that's not the first in industry I would think that requires SEO, but Hey, uh, you clearly have the experience in proving that that, that can be a meaningful, meaningful ROI. So uh, thank you for bringing that experience to light. Thank you again for your initiative and your generosity. Um, I hope I encourage anyone, like I said, who could benefit to, to reach out and do that application. And otherwise, um, where can people find you? Uh, you can check out our website. It's uh, called localseosearch.ca. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. On the team page, you can just find John Vong, and I'll respond to all LinkedIn messages. And we also have a podcast to educate entrepreneurs and business owners as well. It's called Local SEO Today. So if you want some valuable insight, um, myself and Roger, which is the VP of sales, we've worked with over 10,000 local business over, owners over the years. And we uh, are here to share some insights and valuable information about um, how and entrepreneurs could succeed through good times and bad times. And hopefully you find the information valuable. Excellent. John, thank you so much. Take care. Thank, thank you, Jason. So that was my interview with John Vong, and that was his very generous offer to help a bunch of Canadian businesses get their SEO game together. Hope that uh, pulled back the veil of what SEO is and made you realize that, frankly, just just start writing stuff. Like, honestly, just start writing stuff, just start producing, start putting it out there and start giving you people a reason to work with you. And, and if you keep on doing that long enough, it'll pay off. Uh, and then, yes, it helps to hire someone else to, with, to, help, uh, to help with the actual SEO part. But nevertheless, uh, the, the content is king. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals, business owners, and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca. You can even ask Siri, Alexa, or Google Home to subscribe for you.